Okay, good morning. Today's shear should be for a Rufua Shlema for Avram Zelig Ben Sipora and uh, Eitan Moshe Chaim Ben Esther and for a Yilin uh, Shama for Carmel Shai Mariza, Tzivsen Bas Rebbe and Chai Esther Tzivsen Bas Gabriel Pinchas. So yesterday I got a few texts actually after that we, since we started talking about cell phones during davening uh, and I rushed a little bit. Just we have to. We didn't finish the topic anyway. So let's just review very briefly the different uh, opinions in the Rishonim and then um, contemporary modern day postgame how they hold about one should go ahead and daven from a cell phone. So we started yesterday that the Gemara discusses in Brachos Daf Chav Gimel six items one should not hold when they are davening. Listed the Sefer Torah, Tefillin, a knife, a bowl. Um, a loaf of bread and money. And the reason Pashup Shad is simply just that you can be focusing on that. It's going to stare your kavana. You're not going to have the proper kavana when davening. There's also Gemara and Sukkah we mentioned that says the one item that you can hold is a lulav, since a lulav is chaviv, it's part of a mitzvah. It's not going to detract from the davening, it's only going to enhance the davening. And then we brought in a third Gemara, and Bamitzia discusses if someone is traveling carrying a bag and the zmant fila sets in, if it's less than four kabin, if you're able to hold it and it's not going to distract you or weigh you down, you're able to go ahead and wear it while davening. So there are three opinions in the Rishonim as to why one is not allowed to hold something when they're davening. Rashi says, in the Gemara and Brachos Chav Gimel, which lists the six items, and by the way, it's not an exhaustive list of those six items. It doesn't mean that you can hold other things. Just giving samples, examples of different items. Rashi says, the fact that you're so concerned that it's going to fall is going to detract and prevent you from really being laser-focused on your kavana, And therefore, it's be- better not to hold anything. You're not allowed, one is not allowed to hold anything. Um, the Truma Sadeshan on this commenting on this Rashi says a sitter is an exception, obviously. No one's going to be worried about dropping the sitter, and the sitter is there not to detract, but to enhance your tefillah, so it's not a problem. Rabbeinu Yonah says holding any object, whether you're afraid it's going to fall or not, is not the issue. Holding anything, by definition, since you're holding, with the exclusion of a sitter, Rabbeinu Yonah actually holds, actually uh, clearly uh, stipulates that you, one can hold a sitter. But holding anything, forget about worrying that it's going to fall, just holding anything, by definition, you're concentrating on that. And a very simple nafkamina between Rashi and Rabbeinu Yonah if you're holding a pen that's uh, worth a dollar. According to Rashi, you're not really so concerned if it drops. If it drops, it drops. It's a dollar. It's not a big deal. But according to Rabbeinu Yonah, holding anything means that you're focusing on holding something. That would be a problem. And there are some Achronim who interpret the Rambam as having a third possibility, and it's just not covered Shemaim. As we mentioned yesterday, if you're going to the CEO of a big Forbes 500 company, you're going to the president, you're not going to walk in holding a banana or a loaf of bread. It's just not covered. So there's a concept of covered Shemaim. So... Uh, based on, you know, Shulchan Aruch brings the Gemara and Brachos, mentioning the six things one should not hold. And he says, because you're going to be preoccupied, you won't be able to concentrate. But based on this logic, Shulchan Aruch would say that one can hold a sitter, obviously. Um, there are some mach, uh, machmirim, the Taz says one should not hold anything, even a sitter, because ideally one should have his hands clasped together as you would stand before an Evid, before the Adon, a, a slave before in the presence of his master, should really be bent over a little bit and holding his hands like this, and therefore it's better not to hold anything. So the question arose yesterday about a cell phone. So there's a, uh, a contemporary sefer called Tchumim where they have, bring a modern day poskim, there are those who say it's okay. If the whole purpose, if you're bringing it, is for davening, it's okay. With that, based on the Shulchan Aruch, that if you're using something for davening, it's okay. With that in mind, it, from the outset, you don't get off the launching pad if it's not on airplane mode. If it's not on airplane mode and you're getting, even those who say, and, and it's, it's the Yechidim that say you can daven from a cell phone, the it's assuming that you're not getting notifications and you're not going to be using it, God forbid, during Chazash shots, look up sports, stocks, or other silliness. So it doesn't get off the ground if you're not putting on an airplane mode where you're not in uh, contact with anyone else. 
most opinions, uh, more, more opinions seem to say that lechatchila, if you have an option of a sitter and, uh, and a cell phone, better to use the sitter. Uh, the, a cell phone is not really something that's dover, it's not really designated for this, and it certainly is going to lead to potential, uh, you know, other things during davening. So most people would say, now, if you're in a position where you either daven by heart or daven from a cell phone, obviously a cell phone would, would be better. But if you're coming to shul and you have, Baruch Hashem, thousands of sidurim here, it really is not an issue. One should go ahead and and uh, and use the sitter. The, we said that the, uh, there's another issue. The Piske Chuvo says that if one, if a soldier is having has a gun wrapped around him and he's worried about, uh, let's say, uh, someone in the Tzahal, and he puts it down, he's worried that it's going to uh, mysteriously disappear. It's better for him to daven with it because it's going to be a bigger uh, impact on his kavan if he puts it down. So the next topic I want to discuss about is davening on the road. If someone is traveling, what's the best way to daven? So the Gemara and Brachos stuff. Lamed discusses someone was traveling by donkey. Obviously, today the uh, comparison would be uh, would be a car. Tana Rabbanu said as follows: You're traveling on donkey, and all of a sudden the sun is going down. Let's say someone, if you were di- to dismount from the donkey and the someone to hold it to make sure it doesn't run away, it's better to go ahead and get off the donkey, daven with kavana. Vimlav, however, if you're unable to, it's better you can sit if you're unable to make sure that's not going to run away, meaning your focus is not going to be on making sure that the donkey doesn't run away. Better to go ahead and stay on the donkey and daven. Um, but if uh, but if you can get off, it's certainly better to dismount. Rebbe says, Rebbe Yudan Nasi says, it doesn't matter. Even if you can get off the, the donkey safely and you can dismount, you don't have to worry about the donkey running away, you don't have to worry about being attacked. Better, to, you can still say, you can still lechatchila daven on the on the donkey while you're traveling. And Amarav Allah Rebbe. So the Golach is like, Rebbe, that while you're on the donkey, you can go ahead and, um, and daven because if you were to go off the donkey, probably it would bother your, your concentration. And the Shulchan Aruch actually passes like this, and he actually extends it to a boat or a wagon. So how does this translate into driving a car? So obviously if you're the passive one driving a car, it's, it's not a big deal. If you're passive, you're the passenger, you can dive. And the question is if you're actually driving. I remember when I was in NCSY, I was in eighth grade, and the, um, I was on the parkway in New Jersey, and the driver was driving me, actually went like this during Shema. We was diving the car because we had to leave early. And I was 13, 14 years old, but I was certainly old enough to know that that's not the way to do it. So the Piske Chuvas actually says, um, in, if you're passive in the car, it's not a big deal. But if you're actually driving, he says it's usher to go ahead and dive in with, because you, can, you need to focus on the road. You can't put yourself, even if you don't close your eyes, which is an extreme, um, I think it was extra machavin during Kriya Shema, so that was bad. Uh, it was an extra few seconds covering the eyes. But, um, but generally... He had Kavana, yeah, Kavana to, uh, to go into the next lane without, without signaling. <laughs> so basically, if you are even just davening and your mind's not going to be on the, on, the, on the road, it's better, you should not daven, you should pull over, but you should certainly not dra- daven while, while driving the car actively. What about tefillah on an airplane? So tefillah on an airplane would be the same thing as a passenger. So it's not a problem. Obviously, you can daven. Question is, what about setting up minyanim? Is it proper to set up a minyan to go ahead and block the aisles, to disturb the crew? So, believe it or not, Rav Shlomo Zalman, in Ali Shlomo, opted that it's better to sit in your seat and not to form a minion on an airplane. This is Rav Shlomo Zalman Orbach, so we're not talking about a lightweight here. It's actually the Yalkut Yosef, Rav Yitzchak Yosef, the son of Rav Avadji Yosef, actually said that his father, Rav Avadji, also opted to sit in a seat and daven while traveling on an airplane and not to set up a minion. So what do you do about Shimon 
you can stand up in your place. In, in, in your in your place, you can stand up. No, no, I'm talking about you can you can stand. If you're not bothering anyone, you can stand. The question is now whether in a car it's not shy to stand, right? But in an airplane, you can stand. Assuming that. So if you're stuck in a car, you can you can dive in city. Yes, absolutely. If you're stuck in a car, you can. Yes. If you can't get out, if you're a passenger and you can't get out of the car, I meaning you can't park. You're on a highway nine o'clock at night in the woods and it's not safe. You 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 and you're the passenger. You you dive in while you're sitting. One hundred percent. We said yesterday that if you are the shochanar based on the Rambam says that if one is elderly or sick and cannot stand up, you can sit. The Ram and he says even you can lay down if you're if you're elderly and sick. So sorry, So if you could even stand by your seat necessarily, but okay. but here's what they say. They say actually that people walking by you are going to bother. So let's let, hear, hear this out. So if Shlu, Shlu, um, Shmuel Wozner was a big post in B'nai Brak from 1913. He was nifter in 2015. So El Al actually asked him to divide, guide, devise guidelines on how to go ahead and daven with a minion uh, on El Al. And he thought that it wasn't usher to daven. He thought that you don't have to refrain from davening, uh, from creating a minion. He said it's okay, provided that you do the following things. He said, obviously, ask the crew for their, uh, for their permission. You should daven in the galley, which is in the back area. Um, obviously, try not to disturb other people. But he thought if you're done with the proper, uh, in the proper context, it can't be done. We have to have in mind never to create a chil Hashem. If you guys are, uh, the old adage goes that the flight attendant gets up on LL in December and says, in the end of December, it says, for all those of you who are sitting, Merry Christmas, all those of you standing in the aisle, Happy Hanukkah. Right? You sort of don't want to uh, create a Chil uh, Hashem. A, uh, so you should be done, really, with the permission of the, of the crew in an area that is uh, off to the side, maybe in the galley, where they're not serving the food and they're not preparing the meals, um, and trying not to disturb anyone. But he thought it would be allowed under the right context. The other issue that comes up is what direction do you actually face when you're davening? So the Alkut Yosef brings, actually, if you're, we all know they're supposed to face Yushalayim Ves HaMikdash, and if you don't know which direction you're in, you don't have a compass, and you're in the middle of who knows where, as long as you have the proper kavanas and intentions. But Yaakov Yosef said, this is very brilliant, he says, when you're going to Eretz Yisrael, face the front of the plane. If you're going from Eretz Yisrael back to America, or back to, anywhere back to England, face reverse course and face the back of the plane. So it's an interesting thought, it's something very easy for us to do, when we are davening uh, on a plane. Okay. So how, do you, how do you go reverse when you're sitting? So that, maybe you That's can go by yourself. Maybe, maybe you go you by yourself. Right? No, so maybe you go by yourself to the back. The question is really, one person may not disturb people, but if you're going to be uh, 25, 30 people, uh, you know, it's certainly, uh, it's called yidlock instead of gridlock. Okay. Yes. Yes, under the, under the right circumstances. Yeah, again, the chathil, that's not the best. I'm just the idea that you don't want to stand and... You still, by the way... The way people by the way... Like right, you don't, you don't want to be in the way. You're uncomfortable. You're not even, you're not just that. Them. They're going to be bothering your Shimon Esther. If every time you have to move, how much kavana are you going to have? You're going to be bothered because you're standing there. Yes, yeah, so you, 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 try to, you try to be in a place that, that no one's going to bother you. But if not, it's better to sit. That's what they're saying. Better to sit if you're going to have kavana oh, right. than, yes, to every second to have to move... Um, I remember when I was in eighth grade going to uh, Israel for the summer, my friend who was davening, in, this was an LL, davening the aisle, and breakfast came, and it was a showdown. He would not budge. He was a Middle Shemon and they were ramming the cart into him. Um, it's just, you know, it's probably not the best thing to do, but okay. Um, okay, Viter. Should a person wait till after the Zaman if they're going to focus better afterwards? Probably not. I would prob- pro- probably. Well, no, uh, you're trying to optimize your Kavana. In other words, put yourself in a position where you have the optimal Kavana. Yeah, Taking an early morning flight, and you're not going to be able to focus because you're very self-conscious that you're 
it's very so you can obvious. so in that case you can probably pro, again I'm not opposed to it you could probably daven without tefillin put tefillin on the mincha. In other words, no one's going to be knowing that you're davening if you're just moving your lips. Everyone, you look around today. Everyone, everyone's talking in their AirPods. So no one's going. It'd be weirder to sit there silent for two hours. But if you're talking to someone, people think you're normal. Okay, weiter. So Gemara, we are on the second line of Yud Beis Amud Beis. Okay, the Gemara says as follows. So we are bringing up other comments by Rav Chanina. Amar Rav Chanina, Chinana Sabim Shmeid Rav, Kolashana Kula Adam Espalal all year long. A person when he's chosim the bracha of Atakadosh, when he's when he finishes the bracha of Atakadosh, the third bracha Shmon Esrei, he says Hakel Akadosh. And when it comes to Hashiva Shoftenu, Melech Oet Zedaka Mishpat, he says Melech Oet Zedaka Mishpat, the King who loves. Um, uh, righteousness and justice. Chutz me asara yomim shabein roshon yomim kibur. Except during a sesame tshuva, shem espalo instead of hakel hakadosh. He says hamelach hakadosh. Since one of, we know that one of the three aspects of Rosh Hashanah is malchios coronating Hashem, and therefore it extends to all ten days of the sesame tshuva. And similarly, instead of melech oitz dak mishpat, he changes the bracha melech hamishpat. Rabbi Lezer, Omar Afilo, Omar Akela Kadosh Yotza. Even if he forgot and did not, we do not him like this, by the way, but even if he forgot and said, Akela Kadosh, he would be Yotze Shinem, or why? Because after all, the Pasuk says, Vayinishaya, Vayigba, Shem Tzivakos, Vayishpat. It says that the, the master of legions will be exalted through justice, Vayakela Kadosh, Nikshtak, Spitstaka, and the, and the, and the, uh, the, the uh, sanctified Hashem is also sanctified, is made holy through, uh, through righteousness. Eimasai, when is Hashem when is Hashem elevated and exalted through Mishpat? And therefore, during these ten days, and yet it refers to Hashem as Hakel Kadosh. And therefore, if one was to say, even the Yevet Hakel Kadosh, you'd be Yotze. The Gemara says, "My Havalah." So, what exactly is the halacha? Rabbi Yosef Hakel Kadosh. Rabbi Yosef says you can say Hakel Kadosh and your Yotze even be the Yevet. However, and, and Melchoyev Sadaka Mishpat. Those are the combinations. You can stick to the original. Text that we say all year long, even during the Aseris Meitshuva. Rabbi Amar Melech Hakadosh Melech Hamishpat. He says no. You have to say Melech Hakadosh Melech Hamishpat. The Hilchas Akaraba and Alacha is like Rabbi. Now, how do we paskin? So we paskin that you have to say Melech Hakadosh, even if you say Tokadi Dibur. That's okay. If not, if you remember within two three seconds, it's okay. You can say go back and say Melech Hakadosh. You can go back and say Melech Hakadosh. If not, you have to be chosy. You have to repeat it. But if you say Melech Oiv Stuck Mishpat, you do not have to go back. If instead of saying Melech Mishpat, because Melech Oiv Stuck Mishpat still has the word Melech in it, instead as Malchios was still coronating and glorifying a Kadosh Baruch kingship, and therefore one does not have to be Choser. I decided not to speak about this. We'll speak about Tefillah Rosh Hashanah later on Masechta. Let's go right now. We'll speak about um, we're going to speak about Bikur Cholim today. So the Gemara continues. Amar another comment. elderly in the name of Rav. Anyone who was able to go ahead and to daven on the behalf of his friend but does not do so, He's called a sinner. Shenemar Shmuel tells Ben Israel when they ask Shmuel was insulted. They asked for a king. This is the first time before Shaul is coronated as king. The the, the Am Yisrael was ruled by Shoftim and uh, Nevi'im. And um, and uh, they finally asked for a king. So Shmuel, although he was insulted, um, said, "Far be it for me to, to to sin against the Kadosh Baruch Hu, to refrain from praying on your behalf." And therefore, we see that uh, it's important to daven for other people. If the besieged, if the one who was sick or who was in trouble, is the Tamachacham who needs our mercy, Sarech Sheyachlesh. We discussed this earlier. You yourself, the one davening has to go himself, make himself feel sick. He has to be 
be sickened by the fact that this Tamil Chacham is not feeling well or is in need of, of, of tefillah. And we said, we discussed this in the Avches, that when you go ahead, and we're going to see from Rashi, from Yishmael in a few moments, that when the sick himself is the one davening, it goes straight to Shemaim, it's a much stronger tefillah. So if you make yourself sick, it's as if it, you're adding potency to your tefillah. So even though you're davening on someone else's behalf, if you can internalize his sickness and his uh, tsar, your tefillah will be better. My time, how do we know that a person should go ahead and make himself sick? Make himself sick. If you say, by Shmuel, it says, when Shaul was... Um, Shaul was complaining that no one warned him that David was trying to usurp his power. No one amongst you is, is sick for me, and he was basically, and, and no one referred to me that my son, my son Yonatan is helping uh, someone uh, rebel against me. And he said, no one got sick on my behalf. So we see that when it comes to a Tamachacham, as Shaul was, or a Tzaddik, then person, people should go ahead and make themselves feel sick about it. So Gemara says, what kind of proof is that? You're telling me that we're supposed to get sick for other people. Shaul was a king. Maybe there's a special thing. We have all different kings, by Mor, by Malchus, or if someone rebels, it's Chai Misa. If someone rebels against me, you're not Chai Misa. So there's certain different elements and different halachos that are Shaykh that apply only to a king. So the fact that one has to go ahead and make himself sick when it came to Shaul Melech is not necessarily binyanab, it's not necessarily a paradigm for all other cases when someone is sick. The Gemara says, no, okay. Elamei hacha. Right, maybe over there we were chayv to get sick for our king. But we have another case. By, uh, by David HaMelech, when two of his most trusted uh, confidants, Doeg and Achitofel, started to go ahead and rebel against him, and these were people that he was, Achitofel was, was his yoetz, Achitofel was one of his advisors, and then they turned on him, and David says, Vani levushi. When they were sick, even though he, this is the king getting sick for other people, when, when they were sick, I wore sackcloth. Levushi, I wore a sign of mourning. So we see that David HaMelech, that the great king was himself, made, made himself sick for other people. So from there, maybe we can learn. Okay. So I want to discuss now a little bit of halachos of Bikr Cholim, davening on behalf of other people. Can you daven on Shabbos? Can you do Bikr Cholim on Shabbos? What about being, we're going to see the different reasons why, why the whole reason for Bikr Cholim was instituted. What about where the certain instances don't apply? Let's say if they have to recognize that you're coming, but they're in a coma or a persistent vegetative state. So is there a mitzvah to go and do Bikr Cholim? Is there a Bikr Cholim mitzvah by Gentiles, by, by Nachrim? So let's tackle this and let's start. So the Gemara in Moed Katan, based on the Pasuk on, in Vayikra, that talks about Atzerua. Atzerua is someone who has leprosy. So, Vatsarua Shebonega Begadav, anyone who has leprosy and has these Negarim, these plagues in his clothes, Yifurumim, Verosha, he has to rent his clothes and his hair has to go uncovered, uh, uncut. It says, Tome Tome Yikra, the person who has Saras has to announce publicly that I am a leper, stay away from me. So the Gemara in Moed Katan, Daf A, Dafhei discusses two reasons why that's important. One is so they don't become close to him. People know to stay away so they don't become Tommy. And more importantly, that the Tzibor can daven on his behalf. When you go ahead and announce, when you go ahead and announce that you have Saras, obviously people know you, 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 this Akash Baruch is punishing you, and therefore you're, you're in need of Tefillah, so that's the reason why we go ahead and, um, and, and announce it. The Gemara in Sota, the Flamin Beis, extends the idea Whenever a person has a, has a tragedy in a, in a time of tzara, not necessarily a personal, sorry, a physical affliction, one should announce it so they can daven for him. Okay, 
So actually, the Rambam actually goes and says that a tefillah berabim is is heard more often than a tefillah biyachid. And in fact, the Rambam is actually one who, who brings the idea of davening, saying tehillim for someone who's, who's sick. The Rambam mentions this in Hilchos Avodas Kachavim that tehillim protect, especially when said as a tzibur, tehillim protect against the uh, against the midas hadin and hopefully invokes midas arachmim, and therefore it's better to say in publicly. Now. Um, the Gemara of Odazarah, Davches, discusses that we're allowed to go ahead and add certain tefillos in davening, and that's why we go ahead and you can add in Baruch of Rifa'inu, you can add a, you know, a personal Mishaberach. So, first of all, let's start with the basic concept. Is Bikr Cholim in Torah Midrabanan? How many would say it's Minatora? How many say Midrabanan? Raise your hands. How many say it's Biblically? Minatora? Minatora? Minatora, Minatora. Okay, the rest don't vote or they assume it's a Midrabanan? Oh, okay, good. So you, as I always say, we're never asked if there's only one right answer. Everyone's right. So the Rambam is of the opinion it's It's a manifestation of but it's only mitrabanan. Let's see the Gemara. So what's your what's your name? Okay. So he pointed out correctly the Gemara in Sota Daf Yudal. I'm going to read the Gemara because it's very very important. We should go ahead and pattern ourselves. After Akadosh Baruch Hu. what does it mean? This is Sota Yudalid. Is it really possible for us to mimic and copy the ways of Akadosh Baruch Hu? Akadosh Baruch Hu is an all-consuming fire. We're going to go ahead and mimic Akadosh Baruch Hu. Ella, what does it mean? That you should go ahead and follow his path. It means mimic his character traits. Akadosh Baruch Hu goes and clothes those who are naked. When he made Clothes for Adam and Chava. Afata hal b'sharum. So too, it should be on your uh, plate that you feel an achrayis to go ahead and give tzedakah. Hakadosh Baruch Hu biker cholim. Hakadosh Baruch Hu's maraka cholim. As we saw, the chesiv vayeyu elav Hashem lokei mamri belonei mamri visited Avram on day three of the bris mila. Afata baker cholim, and it goes on and on. Talks about nicham avelim and kavur asames. So we see that achrayis lokeichem telechu is a pasuk. The, interestingly, the Gemara Baba Mitzir Taflamid brings another pasuk. When Yisro is warning Moshe that you're going to get burnt out if you take on all the small uh, conflicts and the large conflicts, you're going to burn out. And he tells him to establish a, a, a judge a system. And he tells him in Parak Shmos, in Shmos, in Parak Yudches, says, Vizharta Osam, you should warn them, Esachukim, Esatoros, teach them the Chukim, the Toros, Vodata Lahem, teach them, Eshaderech Yelchuba. Teach them the way that they should follow. And the Gemara learns out, it links it with Gemilas Chasadim. It says, Esaderech, you should teach them the Derech, Zukamilas Chasadim. And Yelchuba, the Gemara learns out, that's referring to Biker Cholim. So we see two possible Psokim. And in fact, this is how the Bahag, cited by the Ramban, learns out that both, that Biker Cholim is in fact a mitzvah in Torah, whereas the Rambam holds it's a general mitzvah, but the subsets are only Midrabanan. So everyone is correct. Again, the Ramban cited, cites the Bahag, that's Midaraisa, Torah, biblically mandated, and the Rambam holds it's only Midrabanan. What is the purpose of Bikr Cholim? So this is a fascinating Gemara. In Gemara in, I'll read, tell you outside, the Gemara in Nadarim Daf Mem discusses that Rabbi Chelbo became very sick and no one came to visit him. And when they asked, they said to Rabbi Kiva, isn't this similar to, to what happened to one of your Talmidim? That one of your Talmidim came, was sick, no one visited him, until Rabbi Kiva came. Rabbi Kiva took care of his physical needs, whether he did it himself was one, one possibility, or he told his Talmidim. They went ahead, they slept the floor, they honored him, they, they took care of his physical needs, and there was so much dust in the room that they put water on the room, and they swept it so the dust stuck to the ground. 
And the Talmud comes back to Rabbi Kiva and says, because of you, I survived. You allowed me to live. So we see here, and the Gemara continues, by the way, to go on and says, anyone who has a chance to daven for a chola and doesn't, it's as if he killed him. And if he does daven, it's as if he saved his life. The Gemara says, as if he killed him? He says, yeah, if you have the chance to go ahead and you didn't daven, it's not like you killed him, but you didn't help him live. So the bottom line is, we see two very important concepts from two reasons here why Bikr Cholim exists. One is to actually take care of the physical needs, and the other one is to daven on his behalf. So we see that those are um, the two critical components, and the Ramban in his Torah Sa'adam, which is a sefer and includes Bikr Cholim, he actually mentions the companionship. You'll just make the Cholim feel better knowing that he is friends. So three possibilities. We discussed in the past where Moshe Feinstein says whether you can, today would be even easier, but whether you can fulfill the mitzvah, I forgot which, um, which Chalak Vigos Moshe was, but we discussed in the past that Rav Moshe says you can fulfill partial uh, aspects of Bikr Cholm over the phone. Today might even be a little easier with, with, with FaceTime and, and, and WhatsApp and Skype and so on and so forth. Skype is already old, but dating myself, but uh, all these uh, video chats, um, video calls, it might even be a little easier, but you, certain things you can't take care of over the phone, but certain things you can, like companionship and, and and davening possibly. So, isn't there another that says you take away a sixtieth of the present That's the uh, daf uh, daf mem daf memtes. Yes, yeah, so we. Oh, so, uh, so we saw. Yeah, so there's a, there's an amazing grow on that. So the Vilna Gaon says. So with the Gemara in Gitin, I think it is Nuntes. Gitin Nuntes, I think it is. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. Discusses that um, we say that to your point that if someone comes, you remove one sixtieth of the machala of the sickness from the chola. So the Vilna Gon says that when Yosef came to visit Yaakov, Yaakov was very sick, he's on his deathbed, it says, Vayeshev al-Rosh Hamita. Hamita is 59. So after Yosef came, we see there's 59 uh, parts to his machla still, that, that Yosef removed 160th. That's just the, 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 the gra on that. But yes, you are correct. The, the Gemara says that you actually, it could be because you give a companionship, it could be that when you get to the second when, when people have someone come to them, the doctors are more uh, in tune, the nurses are in tune, if they're not, uh, they're not being abandoned by their family. There are a whole host of reasons why the Gemara says that. What could be the thought behind that? But yes, you are actually making feel a little better. Thank you. Is there a difference, though, between actually the Bikur Cholim and the actual tefillah for the... So it's part... So, yes, meaning, but you're supposed to say, when you leave, you're supposed to, have, you're supposed to say the tefillah right away. Now, there's part and parcel of the Bikr Cholim is not only taking care of the physical needs, the companionship, but also davening on his behalf. So I believe the Ramban actually says you're not Yotzi the Mitzvah fully if you don't daven on his behalf. So it's something to always keep in mind. Say again? I love Perfect segue. So the Gemara in Shabbos discusses. We're going to discuss what you say, and are you allowed to do Bikr Cholim on Shabbos? So the Gemara in Shabbos, Daf, Yud Beis discusses as follows. It says... You do not do nichem avelim on Shabbos. One should not ideally go ahead and do bikur cholim on Shabbos. Different Beis Shammai. Beis Hillel says mutter. Beis Hillel says you can. In fact, says Beis, the, the, the Mishnah continues. One who goes ahead and goes into the house or to the hospital room of a, of a, of a chola should say as follows. I'm talking about on Shabbos. Since we don't ask Bakashos, we're not supposed to go ahead and ask Rachamim or any request from Kaddish Baruch Hu. On Shabbos, when you go, you, you have a problem now. You're supposed to daven for the chola. You want to fulfill the mitzvah, but we're not really supposed to make uh, requests on Shabbos. So if you add these extra words, 
says the Gemara, Shabbos Yimilizok, one should not go ahead and cry out on Shabbos and be mitzar himself, despite that, or for Korva Lovos. You always like to say Nishka Shabbos Geret, but, uh, you know, let's talk about it anyway. Um, so here, Shabbos, one should not get angry, one should not be mitzar himself, Shabbos Yimilizok, one should not cry out, but nonetheless, we're asking that a Kodesh Baruch for Korva Lovo. So you have to actually alter your tefillah on Shabbos a little bit. Um, and the Ran explains here on that Gemara that because one is not, Shabbos is all about Onek Shabbos. We're not supposed to go ahead and be mitzar ourselves. You're not supposed to go ahead and make yourself sick or, 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 or nauseous with, with, with feelings of pangs of guilt or, 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 or distress so, or worry. So therefore, it's ideally, um, that's really why the Chathila one shouldn't go. The Shulchan Aruch says the exact same thing. You can go if you... Um, you can go, but you should not really use the, the, the normal tefillah. You should say Shabbos Yimelizok. According to the Gemara and Shulchan Aruch, it's, you, you can go, you can daven, you can go, but it's really not lechatchila. In fact, the Mishnah Bura says, he, he laments the fact, and I'll read it to you, he says, Amrina Begemara, the Gemara says, Bekoshi atiru l'nachem aveil l'vakachon b'shabbos. Bekoshi means, not so, meaning uh, only like a, a bidyeve. They're not really allowing, giving carte blanche to go ahead and do nicham avelim and bikr cholim on Shabbos. You know, if you have to, he says, he, um, he laments the fact that there are those who wait all week, they have the opportunity to go ahead and do these, bless you, to do these gemilas chasadim, to go ahead and do bikr cholim, and they'll say, no, I'll wait till Shabbos. That's not the way to do it. Says the Mishnah Brewer, if you already went on Shabbos, but you want to go nachamol, you want to go again, then go on Shabbos. In other words, don't, sort of what we do with all times with shaving on on Cholomoyed. On, on don't not shave all year long to go ahead and shave on Cholomoyed. Today, the Rav says, you, everyone's an honest today. Since we shave every day, even if you shave Erev Yontif, by the time Yontif, Cholomoyed comes around three days later, you're an honest. It's not the exact same case, but in the olden times, when they would shave two, three times a year, he says, don't wait, punk to on Cholomoyed, on, on shave beforehand. So too here, if you have availability and, and time in your schedule allows you to go during the week, don't go on Shabbos unless you were unable to go during the week, or you already went during the week and you want to go again. Or you just don't shave. We're not talking about shaving. Yeah. You, you're still hooked on the shaving. Yeah, girls, especially girls, chesed on Shabbos. Wonderful. So they're not, they're in school the whole week, they're not, they're not sitting uh, idle by. So it probably doesn't apply to them. But uh, again, you know, we're talking about the, someone who has ample time during the week. The girls come home five, six o'clock at night. It's dark already, and you know, they go to Shabbos, they go with the group. It also might be hard during the week to get a whole group together. It's, it's uh, yeah, yeah the, these are good things. These, these are good things they're doing. Now, what about davening for the sick? So does the person have to be in your presence? So it's interesting. The Gemar and Bracha says that you don't need to mention the name. Gemar and Bracha, Staflam, and Dalar, we'll get to it. You do not need to mention the name of the Chola when you are davening on their behalf. The Magen Avram limits this to say only if you're actually in front of them, but if you're in a different shul, a different state, a different town, different country, then you have to mention the name of the Chola when you are, when you are mentioning them. It's interesting. Oh, good. That was by Miriam. He didn't say, he didn't mention her name. So that's actually the source. So he's saying by, by Miriam, it says, that he did not mention, when Miriam at Saras was saying Lashon Hara, he did not mention Miriam's name, so maybe we don't have to mention Miriam's name. That's the Gemara. So, says the Magen Avram, it's only if you're in the presence of the Chola. Now, it's interesting. In the olden times, they used to refer to people by their father's name, right? Moshe, Rav Moshe ben Maimon, right? In other words, we, we, today we have a last name. Their last name was the son of. So, tr- traditionally, we would always use the, uh, the, the father's name when they're called up for an aliyah. 
But, not, but, but when it comes to a Mishaberach, we use the mother's name. So we gave a few reasons for this. So one reason, we discussed this last time, one is that we discussed when there's a chi of Talmud Torah on the father, there's not a chi of Talmud Torah on the mother. And since we're really supposed to be learning the father, the men are really supposed to be learning at every single moment when they're not doing, taking care of their physical needs or parnasa. We, but let's none of us are really, uh, at least speak for myself, none of us are great in that. We certainly waste a lot of time. It's not necessarily a good thing to mention on behalf of the Chola the father's name because he's, he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. The mother is not Chayv in Talmud Torah. It's a little bit easier if you go ahead and Kosh Baruch will have more Rachamim because you're not flaunting that we're doing Avera, so to speak. So it's better to mention the mother's name. It's interestingly, the Zohar says a very practical reason. It says that the Zohar says the reason why we mention the mother's name is much easier to prove the... Uh, Lineage. The lineage of the mother, right? It's, it's impossible to, uh, to deny that. The father is a little bit harder. So uh, that's the Zohar's practical reason. But there's also a reason given in the, in, uh, based on the Pasuk in Tehillim, Perak, Pei uh, Vav. The Pasuk says, Pinei Eli, turn to me, V'chanini, Nevrachimim, Tana Ozcha La'avdecha, Tana Ozcha, sorry, Tana Ozcha La'avdecha, Please go ahead and give strength to your, um, to your servant, Voshia Leven Amasecha, and save Leven Amasecha, save me, the son of your maidservant, meaning my mother. So there's a reference in Tehillim that David says when it comes to having Bakasha for Rachamim from a Kaddish Baruch Hu, we should invoke the name of the mother. Now. Uh, so, so when it comes, I'm not sure how we learn anything from Sarah. Because fundamentally, it's, it's a it's a spiritual element. In other words, there's no fear of, of mate from Sarah. Sarah. From from Sarah. 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 So, so what's so what's what's your question? So, how are we learning anything out as far as cholim um, when when there's no actual threat of of, of mate from it? Oh, but still, it's very uncomfortable. It, it, and and, and mate persist doesn't all necessarily go away. It's not only talking about Sarah's leading to death. But there's not is there. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I'm going to get to in a second. As a matter of fact, if if someone is if if the doctors all say that someone Rachman Lanslan is 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 not going to do well, meaning you know they're they're not going to make it, are you allowed to daven? Are you allowed to daven? We'll get to that in a minute. Are you allowed to daven and ask Hashem for a nace? In other words, if modern science again everything's from Kadosh Baruch and we're just shlichim all the doctors and 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 Hashem is the one who creates all the science. I get it. But if the, the science that he, the information that he provided the doctors, let's say, leads them to think that the person is not going to make it, are we allowed to daven? So we're going to get to that in a second. That's the Chashuk Echemed, Yitzchak Zilberstein discussed that, we'll get to that in a second. So let's discuss, by the way, it's clearly important for the, for the Chol that to daven on his own behalf also. We see from the Gemara, from the Pasuk that says by, by, by Ishmael, when he was about to die in the, when he, Sarah chased out Hagen Ishmael, the Pasuk says in Bereshit, by Ishmael came to call Baruch heard the Tefillah, don't don't worry, don't be afraid. who heard the voice of Yishmael. Rashi says there is Kolanar Mikan Better is the Tfila from the Chola himself than someone davening on your behalf. So all this, this Mishaberach is wonderful. We should say to him, we should learn, we should take upon ourselves Chumras. To, to go ahead and learn more and do more tzedakah and give more chamilas chasadim, but that doesn't take the place of the chola actually davening for himself. Now, unusual circumstances. Well, if they can't, then, uh, if they can't they're an honest. Of course, they, if they can't, they can't. 
which is also a perfect example in the segue. So the person's in a coma. They're on a ventilator. They're drugged up. They're in a persistent vegetative state. They will not notice if they have a visitor come. Is there still a mitzvah? So this is the Chashukei Chemen. We quote him a lot in Brachos. This is on a Darm Daf Mem. Rav Yitzhak Zilberstein, a, a posek who's still alive, Baruch Shem, in the area of Bnei Brak. Um, not Bnei Brak, actually. Right outside Yerushalayim. Um, so he asked this question, and he thought... He thought, um, quoting his, uh, his, his, um, quoting his father-in-law, Rabbi Yashif. So he actually thought that there's reason to say initially no, because his needs are taken care of. Obviously, he's in a hospital. He's on a ventilator. He's on, he's on medication. Obviously, his needs are being taken care of. Number two, he won't necessarily know if you're there. And number three, if the doctors say that there's no chance, are you allowed to daven? It, you're not allowed to, it, it, it's Yuhara, Zuhama. You're not allowed to go ahead and ask Kodesh Baruch Hu, do this, it's a nace, I need this nace to happen. If not, I'm going to be upset. You can only ask Kodesh Baruch Hu to do the things which are what's considered. Now, Kodesh Baruch Hu also, Ha'ipale, may Hashem dover. Is it possible? Hashem can do everything. But it's not our job to go and ask Hashem to do nisim necessarily. Despite all these reasons that he thought that you might not be obligated to do it, uh, he quoted his father of a Yashiv who thought it still was a mitzvah because, A, you never know if someone's going to wake up. Again, modern medicine is not a Kaddish Baruch Hu. A Kaddish Baruch Hu can still go ahead and defy modern medicine. Number two, we don't know how much someone is really internalizing and awake. Right? There are plenty of studies that show even if a person is on a ventilator and they're drugged up, they, do, they are somewhat cognizant on a limited level, um, but uh, he still thought that it should be done. Last, in the last minute, is there a mitzvah to go ahead and extend Bikr Cholim to Nachrim, to non-Jews? So the Gemara in Gittin says, We have a mitzvah, the farmers have a mitzvah uh, to go ahead and leave certain um, parts of the, of the crop, the harvest out, all these three different things to allow for the niyim. If you see non-Jews come to the, to the farm, you don't say anything. You don't raise your hand. You want to keep peace in the world. You go ahead and you give tzedakah to them. You go ahead and do bikr cholim to them. And you even go help, help with the burial. So the Shulchan Aruch actually rules. So certainly Dark Shalom should play into this. Whether you have necessarily minatora, no. Dark Shalom is just a... A, a way to keep peace in the world, but the Rambam adds one more reason, and this will end. The Rambam in Hilchas Melachim Perak Yud adds as follows, Even by the Akum, we are commanded to go ahead and to be mevaker the cholim, to bury their dead, to go ahead and to be mefarnes and to support their um, their poor people, including with the Aniyim of Bnei Shalom, and he brings two psokim. He brings which is Darche Noam, but he also brings Tov Hashem the Kovarachem of Kol Masav that Akash Baruch Hu is Merachim on all of his on all of his creatures and all of the beings, and therefore it is incumbent upon us uh, to that we should to we also should be Merachim on all of the creations, and therefore there's an added element to going ahead and doing all these Gemilas uh, Chasadim to Nachrim as well. Have a fantastic day. Just as a reminder for those who came late.